Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code TSFS. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I I say, look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Dash is the District Alliance for Safe Housing, and they're sponsoring the podcast today. They're the largest safe housing provider for survivors of domestic violence and their families in D.C., ensuring no survivor has to choose between safety or living without a home. For more info, go to dashdc.org. of producer AJ. I'm your host, Sarah Frazier. Welcome to your Monday. Oh my God, we're so late. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Today is one of those crazy, crazy days where we just, I think too, it's really hard with the radio show on Sunday night. We sort of haven't figured out the whole routine yet uh, because as you guys know, I go to bed at 8 p.m. So then to turn around and uh, to really pull it all together by 1230. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a quick turnaround. I know. You guys are like, no, it's really not. Like That's like 18 <laughs> hours later, Sarah. You should be just fine. Um, anyway, welcome to the Hey Frage podcast. Many of you are checking us out maybe for the first time on our Facebook Live. You can always find us on Facebook Live every Monday, every Wednesday, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard and 9.30 West Coast time for all our West Coast friends. Uh, Luis is in studio as well. He's our digital content creator. You'll hear his voice. You might not see AJ today because we have a very special show. I'm excited about this show. 
uh, we make you laugh on this show, number one. I always want this show to be, like, insanely crazy. I, I envision my life as, like, the Lady Gaga of podcasting. When I first saw Lady Gaga in that meat dress, I was like, is this girl crazy or just fucking brilliant? I just didn't know which one. <laughs> That's what I want. When you tune in, I want you to go, what is happening on this show? Is this normal or, you know, is this just absolutely brilliant? Maybe we're not at the brilliant stage yet, but. It's definitely brilliant. I'll give you brilliant. Okay. Maybe well, thought, thought, I feel like thought invoking. I feel like you're 24 and like you're like just like loving this show. So like you, <laughs> there's like nothing we do. No, yeah, I have no filter. So like who am I to judge? <laughs> there's like nothing I can do that you that you're like, okay. Maybe too much. Well, actually, I think there is. There are some things. Uh, I got a shout out. There's tons of people watching us, by the way, on Facebook. Hi, Penny. Hi, Rachel Griffin. Lynn is on. Lynn says there's no sound. People are saying, I can't hear you. Are you all getting the sound? Anybody? Oh, that's alarming. Um, That's alarming. Do you guys have sound on? Maybe? No? Okay. We're going to try to figure that out. Um, Maybe you can pop in the other room and see if they're getting sound on the live stream. Uh, I'm excited about today's show, though, because we are doing a complete takeover for Domestic Violence Month. October marks the start of Domestic Violence Month. And two things are going to happen on today's show. One, we have a very special guest. You guys probably all remember Leslie, who was our digital content creator. Her sister Cindy is here to tell her story of being a domestic violence survivor. She has an unbelievable story. She came out of a divorce. She started dating a guy who she thought was wonderful and romantic and so great to her and unfortunately things did not turn out that way and the series of events that happened after we're so blessed that she's alive and now she really wants to share what happened to her with other people in hopes to help others. So We're going to have her on. And then after that, we're really, really lucky because today, uh, DASH, which is an organization here in D.C., District Alliance for Safe Housing, is completely taking over and sponsoring the show. DASH is the District Alliance for Safe Housing, as I mentioned. They're the largest safe housing provider for survivors of domestic violence and their families in D.C. They ensure that no survivor has to choose between safety or living without a home. They're also doing a great event this entire month that we are a part of here at the Hey Fresh podcast. It's called D it's called Denim Against DV. And local businesses pick a day in October to encourage employees to wear denim and donate $5 to Dash. The social campaign, you can tell us what day your office is wearing denim against DV. Just tag Dash on Facebook or Instagram, which is at Dash, D-A-S-H underscore D-C. And use the hashtag, hashtag denim against DV. I'm actually going to be picking one of those businesses along with Dash, and we are going to show up and surprise your office with cupcakes. If you want more info on how to donate, it's dashdc.org, dashdc.org, and they help uh, escaping domestic violence. They make sure that nobody, man or woman, and we're going to talk to um, the director of Dash, by the way. Kube Gage is here. She is the executive director of Dash. and She's going to tell us domestic violence doesn't just impact women, it impacts men. And it doesn't even have to be necessarily that you're in a sexual relationship with someone domestic violence is happening all the time and in friendships and partnerships and so we're going to talk about how that impacts um an individual and of course a family so we'll get into all that but we're very grateful to do this partnership with dash so you're going to be hearing about that it's important uh for us to use this platform too to just spread the word and help others so we have a lot of pop culture to cover i don't know about you guys but i was literally addicted I could not stop watching the Brett Kavanaugh hearings all last week. I mean, honestly, I was just saying, I was saying to 
to Kube and some of the other people that are here today on the show. Watching the Brett Kavanaugh, Dr. Ford hearings was like the biggest moment of television I think I've experienced since American Idol started. Like when American Idol, that first episode came out, I was like, what the hell? This is the best television I've ever seen. It was so wild last week. And, you know, look, I I am naive. I, I was saying this earlier, too, to AJ. I'm very naive because I really believe that he wouldn't or, or I, I want to believe that he will not be confirmed. I, of course, we don't know. The FBI is investigating. We don't know all the details. Uh, I've read that Dr. Ford's good friend that was allegedly there that night has no recollection of the party. She stands by her friend, but she did not witness the incident. But I don't know about you guys watching Brett Kavanaugh to me. It was like, how is this man? If you're if you're on that job interview, how do you get the job? He was so unhinged, erratic, hormonal. I, I don't even get how he would get confirmed. I, I, I can't imagine. That's who we want making decisions that affect this country, that affect every individual. I totally understand in his mind. And by the way, here's here's my own theory. And I'm sure everyone will hate on me. I actually do think he's guilty. I, I really do. I think he doesn't maybe remember. And I think in his mind and Mark Judge's minds that they maybe they held her down. Maybe they thought it was funny. I don't think to them they thought it was on the way to rape. But uh, the guy basically got up there and admitted he likes beer. He likes all kinds of beer. He still drinks beer. Yeah, they drank beer. I mean, it was I just don't understand how people Maybe he is innocent, but how do you then elect, how do you put that guy on the Supreme Court? I just mind, mind blown. Anyway, I would love to know your thoughts. Yes, we're working on the sound. If you're on Facebook Live, we're going to get that going. It's all set up now. People should be hearing us. Yes. Oh, good. Oh, good. Are we back with sound? We're back. Oh, good. Anyway, AJ, you were here at Podcast Village. We were watching the hearings for uh, Brett Kavanaugh. What did you think? Well, as a person that went to school with all those kids, like especially in the D.C. area, those all boys schools. You went to a private school right here in D.C.? Yeah, all girls, single sex. And I feel like I know those those exact kids that he was referring to, that he was apparently. And like you think he's guilty, I think he's guilty. And when I saw women um, going against Ford and for Kavanaugh with their shirts, I was like honestly really surprised. I know a huge, not a huge, I got to take that word back. There is There are some women that are wearing shirts uh, for Kavanaugh. I, just, and, I and thought he was unhinged. I thought he was I can't imagine that you go to a job interview and behave like that and my thing to, is like I always think when I look at situations like this whether it's Trump or whatever I'm like it's so easy to win people over of course if he had appeared emotional how upsetting this had been to his family how uh, you know he felt so terrible for Dr. Ford he didn't do this something may have happened to her but she has the wrong individual this has torn him up inside thinking about this thinking about other survivors There wouldn't be an FBI investigation. He was so goddamn unhinged. He was so crazy flipping the pages. I mean, I could not believe, I just could not believe his behavior. And then people are like still defending him. I'm like, are you kidding? This guy completely looks crazy. And he looks guilty. Yeah, you were like, he. this guy totally looks like the type of person to do that. But, you know, we can't judge based on that, based on appearance. But I definitely think that um, everybody's entitled to their own opinions. But well, I he's know not exactly. Going to jail. This is what drives me nuts. He's like not about, going to jail. People right? always say this. He's not going to jail. It was a job interview. Okay, he shouldn't get the job. That, that's it, yeah, what it tells it's you. It's not a life or death decision. It's literally just he shouldn't get the job. And think, done uh, and, and done. People think this is some sort of crazy, you know, conspiracy by the Democrats. And I, I do believe the DNC and the RNC both are corrupt. Both have horrible people working for them. But thank God that, that they did bring this to a hearing. Now we get to see what Brett Kavanaugh is really like.
Anyway, sorry. I'm getting to sound like a, like I am not <laughs> a political show at all. I don't I don't care about like I do care about politics, but I, on the day to day, I I never watch MSNBC. I never watch Fox News. I never watch any of these outlets. I don't give a damn about like politics. I I really don't. I really don't. And and I loved um, Bernie Sanders. Like I, I and I want equality for all. I really do. I guess I'm a socialist. So if you aren't into socialism, well, if you aren't into politics. <laughs> Are you into politics, Sarah? No, I'm not into politics at all. I hate <laughs> I politics. I don't give a damn. <laughs> Yet we find ourselves talking. Uh, is there a podcast lobby? That might be the only thing that got me involved. Like, I want to lobby as a podcaster. That's about it. Uh, all right. Look, you guys are way more intelligent than I am when it comes to politics. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Were you addicted to the Brett Kavanaugh, uh, Dr. Ford hearings? What do you think? Do you think he'll be confirmed? I think he'll probably be confirmed. I naively believe that he won't, but it's probably all happening. So uh, leave your comments. Also, as you guys may be hearing, um, last Last night was our third week on Mix 107.3. Mix 107.3 on Sunday nights. Um, I am working on finalizing the deal with them to do a the, the Hate for Age podcast show back to radio. It's airing currently 9 to 11 p.m. AJ is on. And we take all the highlights of this show, but the ones that are really PG. <laughs> Only PG, yeah. But <laughs> All the ones that are real PG. Yeah. So, but it's fun. And we've actually started this new segment called AJ on the Street, where AJ goes out and asks a really interesting question that people want to know, and you get their responses. And I got to say, I loved this week's because this week's was if you're still following an ex girlfriend or an ex boyfriend on social media, why are you still following them? Oh, yeah. This week was so good. And we got some like weird answers, but we definitely got some funny ones that I told that I really want to share. And we got some inappropriate ones that I couldn't share on the radio. So we're here to share today. OK, so yeah, play me some. What are some of the ones that you got? It was great, by the way. And, but you know what was funny? Because I went out with you for a little bit of it. Some of the women I don't were- follow any. Um, I do check in on the most recent who's local but moved out and continues to visit. And my reason for checking is just if he is in town, I want to avoid wherever he's at. Okay, I get that. I understand that woman. Do you follow any of your exes, though? Um, I really think I only follow my very first boyfriend, Rob Ponto, who we've called, like who we put on this podcast. I feel like Rob wants to be on the show. <laughs> so, like, that's that, that would be really good. And he has three kids, and he goes camping all the time. So I'm not really sure why I'm like following him, but really it reminds not much going me on of my seat. high school days when we would just go camping. I love this girl because she was blatantly honest with us. To stalk him, obviously. <laughs> He's up to, you know, doing his, his own college things and, and whatnot. Um, I follow, like, girls who I know that he, like, hooks up with. <laughs> no, I, no I, I don't follow them. I, I stalk them. I stalk them. And they stalk me. I can see them looking at my Instagram story. So these are clearly girls in college. Clearly women in college. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I loved it. it was Wait, do good. you have the guy? Who was the guy? Obviously, who doesn't follow all their exes? Come on. But what I really do is I go into their tag photos to see where they're at. And then that's where I'm like, ah, I see why I'm not dating you anymore. Um, all right, you sound crazy. <laughs> that is like a whole nother level of insane. And that's that's really it. So uh, apparently Yikes. people still follow and they still follow them to just keep track of like whether uh, where they are in their lives and if they're looking hot not, you know. Okay. It's to keep tabs. Um, but anyway, we got some great answers. So you can tune in every Sunday night, Mix 107.3. Um, I also want to, before we get, we're going to get Cindy on here, and, and we're going to talk about DASH, which is the organization we've partnered with for the month of October. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, but I did want to thank uh, everybody 
that listened last night at Mix and you guys sent us text messages and tweets. Thank you so much. We'll have more to come on that. Also want to remind you, we do have a few Hey Frage lip shirts left. Lip shirts. Did that say like list shirts? Lip shirts. No, they're L-I-P lips with lips on them. Lips. Um, yes, we do. If you want one, you can go to my Instagram. It's at HeyFrage. Boom. You'll see the pictures there. Let me know your size. We have small to 2XL because we are body inclusive on this show. And these shirts are pretty loose. So even like if you get a large, but maybe you're a smaller person, they really can tie. They fit really well, don't they? They're super cute. Yeah. No, they're, they're supposed to be like loose fitting. So $25, uh, shipping's around $5. You can DM me. We have a few shirts available. Also, a reminder, October 18th, I'm going to be hosting Social Media Week in Fairfax. Social Media Week Fairfax is all about bringing uh, from around the country some of the like-minded and some of the most respected people that are on the forefront of working on social media, entrepreneurship, and your business. They have an incredible list of guests. You can go to socialmediaweekfairfax.com. It's happening in Tyson's Corner. Tickets are $20 to $50. I'm hosting their morning sessions from 8 a.m. until noon. Um, you can go right there, get your ticket. I learned so much last year. If you're looking to expand your business and learning how to advertise your business more online or with new media like podcasting, they are the place to go. Capital One is usually a sponsor, and uh, they always have some innovative ideas. So um, be sure to check out Social Media Week Fairfax. Okay. I'm so excited to have this woman here, mostly because, one, we have to talk about her sister, and then uh, we got to talk about her. So Cindy is here. You, she is Leslie Okendo, who is we love, who will go down in history as one of the best people that was ever a part of the Hey Frage podcast. <laughs> She's so good. Um, Leslie, who is our digital content creator, you are her sister, and you're also a survivor of domestic violence yourself. That is correct. So, Cindy, before we start, though, we have to say Leslie has finally made her big announcement about being on. Okay, I can't read any Spanish. This depresses (laughs) me so much. But Leslie is now on a very, very famous Spanish television show. What is the show? So it's called Nuestra Belleza Latina. It translates to our Latin beauty. Um, She is it's it's kind of equivalent to America's Next Top Model but like for Latino people. Okay. Um, and it basically wants to highlight women for their beauty, but this year in specific, specifically, I can never <laughs> say that word, <laughs> specifically, they want to um, highlight women with talent, regardless of their size, their height, how they look, their talent, what they bring to TV because they're they're looking for a host. So several months ago, Leslie auditioned for this. She got it. Last night she was on and and her big reveal. And I don't can she do any press now or no? Because she's she's headed to Miami to be in this. Um, they kind of put all these women together, right, right in a home. Right. They and they sort mm-hmm. of. And what do they do? Like challenges every week, or, or what do they so, have to do? Yes, it's it kind of does. They do challenges every week. Uh, once a week, it's like a gala on Sundays. But then through the week, they have they have different challenges within themselves, and like the they record them and they kind of present some highlights on Sunday. Um, but most importantly, they're educated uh, towards what a TV host should do. Oh, so, gotcha. so they call the NBL University. It's not a mansion like before. It is a mansion, of course, because you need like a lot of place, space to have all of these girls. But um, they are calling it university because their goal now is to educate beautiful women yep. to do something that empowers other women. So 
Oh, my God. It's yeah. so great. And Leslie's big reveal last night on the show was she revealed to the world yes. that she was born intersex. Correct. Which she had told us right before she left, and she'd asked us not to say anything. Right. And I was so proud of her. And essentially what that means is she was born without a uterus, correct? Correct. So she was born physically female, yep. but she doesn't have any uterus. And her DNA makeup says XY. XY. Instead of XX. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of her. Like, we were kind of just so emotional when she told us and she was leaving for this show because, you know, she said, obviously, that has been difficult for her her whole life. She had revealed last night on the show that your parents never even really told her until she was, like, 12 years old. Right. It was was a process. Yeah. So you cannot, back then, with the limitations and and perhaps access to information, like we had... um, you know, we have now access to Google and we can learn about everything. But back then, it was just so limited that it was so hard to tell somebody, hey, this is what you have, right? And I kind of feel for my parents that they yeah. kind of had to grow her in that um, time because they, there was just so much lack of information. It's not as we know now that they, you know, scientific and science have just kept reading and and kept investigating and researching about this and now like they're finally like feeling like they're being included into like not as this weird thing you know it's it's just it just so happens that during the um where while they were gestating in the womb there was just no you know that just didn't develop didn't happen yeah right well we can't wait to have her on and tell everybody it's the show is on univision it's every sunday night at 9 p.m tell me again the name of the show nuestra belleza latina (laughs) I know, no way. Sarah, can you try to say that? Nuestra belleza. Belleza. Latina. Latina. Yeah. Very good. Nuestra yeah. Latina. I'll just skip the middle one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, the reason that we're here, I, I'm so inspired. You know, you you have a wonderful family. Of course, you know we adore Leslie. But you have your own story. And you and I have been talking for the past couple of months about sharing this today on October 1st, which kicks off Domestic Violence Month. Um, so tell me about this. Several years ago, you, you were married when you were young. Yes. You'd gotten divorced. Correct. And you started dating a guy. And tell us from there what happened. So it never shows as it is, right? Mm. It never starts. Everything is just perfect. Like he's very attentive. Um, He cares for you. He calls you. He makes sure that you're okay, that nothing, uh, you're missing anything. I was here by myself. Of course, I had just gotten through my divorce. divorce. (laughs) My goodness, I can't speak today. I apologize. I love these Puerto Ricans. ESL, ESL. (laughs) (laughs) Um. And he was just very attentive, very caring. Everything mm. that I was lacking from my recovery from my past, um, he kind of like brought to the table. Wow. So it was kind of like a dream, right? Mm. Of course, my mom, mom's no best. She was always like, mm, I don't know, there's something weird. I doesn't add really? up. So yeah, from she the was start- she always she always had a, like a gut feeling that something was not completely right. Wow. Um but of course, I had no idea because uh, to me, everything was just cotton candy. I was like, oh, yay, this is so exciting. Like, finally, la, la, I feel happy again. Um, and then everybody was in Puerto Rico. I was here by myself. Okay. So it was just like my birthday comes and he tells me that he has anger issues, like really bad anger issues. And I was like, okay, cool. And then the first time that we had an argument, he really yelled like really loud. Wow. 
And I was like, okay, that's part of the anger issues. You know, we can work with this. It's okay. It's going to get better. Okay. Sure. Um, then another big event comes and he got really upset because he felt like I was disrespectful to him in some way, which I, I'm still trying to understand. And he just punched me in the head the moment that we got in the car. Wow. And I was just, I just stood there like dumbfounded. I was like, uh, what just happened? Oh my God. I would have been... I cannot imagine what was going through your head. Right. So then, because of my history, right, I had been divorced. That's very frowned upon back in Puerto Rico. So, like, I already had a failure. Um, Oh, my God, this guy just hit me. But let me see if things get better because I don't want to be embarrassed again. I don't want to have another failure yet again. Sure. So so then I kind of kept going, and then it just got worse. So wow! It will always be uh, punches on the face or, or in the head, um, slaps and things that in places where people can't see. Mm. So if you would like, if he would grab me, it would be like on my arm, and it would just get worse and worse and worse until one day he just um, dislocated my arm, mm. uh, punched me so bad that like he bruised my whole right side. Um, he was choking me with my I had a jacket on and he pulled it back and he kind of choked me. So then with my arm down, yeah, um, I didn't even know until the next day because the adrenaline was so high that I was just like, uh, okay, I'm just going to go to Baltimore, run to my friend's house, and then I'm going to see tomorrow what I do. So I go to her house, and she tells me, if you don't call your parents, I will. Wow. This is enough. It had been like three months of nonstop. Like, and how long had you all been dating total? About six months. Six it months. It hadn't even so, been that long. So the first three months were relatively, like Correct. you said, living a dream. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he reveals to you he has anger issues. And from there, you obviously went down to see. Wow. Yep. So you notify your parents through your, with your girlfriend that this is going on. What, what happened then? So my parents go to Baltimore. They pick me up. Um, we go to, they called the pastor who was his father on the way to. Baltimore, wow. yeah. He, he was, was my a pastor's pastor. son. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, and they say that, you know, they're too busy. It, there was a snowstorm going on, so they couldn't leave the house. But then we go to the hospital. Clearly, they... Wow. They, they would not come to the hospital to see no, you. No, they wouldn't. But then the police came because they need to file a report because how did that happen to you? You don't dislocate your arm just by waving by. So we press charges and police goes to take him. This is like on the same night. And then the parents wanted to come talk to me. (laughs) Wow. What did they say to you? They were begging me basically to uh, retrieve the charges, withdraw the charges. And it was completely out of my hands. It's yes, completely right. out of my hands is the state versus this person. And now I have nothing to do with it. You know, I was like, I'm sorry he did this to me. It was not just once. And mm-hmm. if I don't say something, somebody else will suffer from it. And he may kill the next victim because he was going to kill me. You, you believe that? I told that? him that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You knew that. Yes. He was going to kill you? Yes. He was just, he completely, when abusive people are in that stage that they just black out, they literally black out. Like their face transforms and everything. It's just oh my god! It's like another that human. Is like oh my god, what is going on? Yeah, it's another person. Your family believed you, you know, of course, and was so supportive of you. What happened 
after this, I mean, did he try to contact you? You hear a lot about stalking. And, you know, we were playing the on the street stories of, well, it's kind of funny, you know, people stay in touch with their ex. But I think one of the scariest parts of girlfriends that I've had that have been in these situations or very close is a lot of times these abusers, it is like it's hard to get rid of them. They, they like keep trying to contact you. Yeah. They tr- And then, of course, they say anything to you to take, you know, so you take them back. Right. What happened after this process had got going and he was arrested and charges were pressed? So as soon as we filed the peace order, um, he couldn't have direct contact with me. And my parents did a very good job at shielding me. So mm. I didn't get anything directly from him. So he would go through friends. Right. And oh. friends would be like, oh, such and such is asking how you're doing. Such and such is feeling this way uh, until one day I was like, uh, no, I can't keep hearing this. You know, I'm going through my own process. He has to go through his own process and I can't expose wow. myself to this. I, there's always paranoia. It was horrible paranoia. I remember that my parents would put like big like furniture pieces in front of the like door. Really? Because they felt like they he were could even come concerned. In. Yes. Oh, wow. absolutely. They were like scared that he would come in one day at house. night and just just blow something up yeah they were scared oh my god how you know and we're gonna have um the director of dash come in here too she deals with uh men and women in your situation every single day um how many years ago was this now almost eight wow how i mean just i've never been in a situation like that but i do you know i've been through grief i've been through traumatic incidents in life does it always stay with you or now do you feel like you really are free of it? You don't really think about it day to day? You are free. You become free from it, but you always have that in the back of your mind. Wow. So I would say people that really learn from it, from the victim's side, um, they learn to identify red flags and then they mm. avoid them. So even during therapy, they tell you, don't forget, you know, like forgive, heal, but don't forget because then if it happens again, you know, it's a cycle and people sure. have a tendency to go back to abusive relationships because of the con- emotional codependency. Um, so they tell you just be aware of the red flags. Make sure that um, this and this doesn't happen. You know what's building up and just cut things off from the beginning. So you always have that wow. in the back of your heart and mind and, and you try to avoid it as much. It can you can become very defensive and you can push people away. I bet. I'm really I bet. Good, well intended and, and really want the best for you and really want to care for you. Um, so that is also a process that you have to go through, healing that, overcoming that, and being able to accept others. Wow. Can we get, um, AJ, can you bring Kube in here? I, I want to just ask you, Cindy, a couple more questions. And then Kube, I'm sure, can sure. talk more about red flags and sort of things that people can look out for. Um, you are married now to a wonderful yes, man. Absolutely. Um, so <laughs> how did you tell him about this? Like, I mean, that's just, a, oh. you know, you're very open and, oh, yes. and you know, you're just like that. <laughs> On the Just first like date. I mean, that's a big man that, that you know, because you, they're, like you said, it always is with you. So how did, you, you know, your husband take that when you told him? He, um, it was so funny because we went on a first date. I hadn't been in a date in a couple of years. Um, I was just like not wanting anything to do with guys. And then he came along. He slid through my DM. Ah. <laughs> um, and he he apparently had some, he had seen me singing in church. Um, and he tried to get a first date for 
um, some time and I kind of like avoided him. I was like, oh, maybe we'll coincide again in another church event, you know, like come see me sing again. Um, and then I finally said yes. And we sat down. Literally, we sat down. We sat down and I was so let me tell you my story. Really? Yes. Like this was like day one. Yes. Wow. I had this is the first time I'm ever seeing this man in person. He had already seen oh me my because God. he saw me singing, but I see him and I was like, I need you to know who I am before you make any decisions, okay? This is my story. And I t- gave him the whole spiel. Oh and he God. was just like, Okay. And then I asked him, Are you ready to run? And he was like, No. I'm up for this. And we're married. We're turning oh, a year in November 2nd. Yay. Congratulations. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, Kube, I, I wanted to introduce you. Of course, you're here from Dash. The executive director for Dash is Kube Gage. Um, Thank you for being with us. You see men and women every single day here in D.C., and you help those men and women. Um, no situation. No one is left behind. And you want to provide enough financial assistance that they can leave any situation. You heard Cindy kind of talk about her story and she's one of the lucky ones that survived um but can you tell us a little bit about the red flags as we are starting day one of domestic violence month for the month of october what are some of the red flags for people and i just want to start off by saying thank you so much to be able to come on here and tell your story is amazing thank you for your bravery thank you for everything and you're right there are red signs um and at dash district alliance for safe housing we we are the largest safe housing provider for survivors of domestic violence and um sexual abuse and the red flags are there but it's different for everybody Um, Uh. one of the things we say at dash is you know we really strive to meet survivors where they are and um your story is as different as your fingerprint Absolutely. It's just your where what you experience is going to be completely different from what another person experienced. And, um, you know, are there similarities? Yes. But everybody comes from a different place. Mm. So whether it's, you know, um, you know, red flags of someone saying something or um, anger issues or um, emotional abuse, it shows up differently for survivors. And we really strive to beat survivors where they are, to believe them for what they're going through yeah. and to really help them. Um, we're there to be their biggest advocates. Uh, we're not going to prescribe any one path Is that, for a survivor. You know, obviously, Cindy had a wonderful family that believed mm-hmm. her from the start. When people come to Dash, a lot of times do they have family members that don't believe them? Sometimes they come from backgrounds where people haven't believed them uh, or it's it's abuse that happened 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. But they're still mm. going through all of that. And you can, you know, I was talking with one of our, our housing resource specialists. And the very first thing that we tell survivors when they come to see us at our housing resource clinic is we believe you. Right. And you can physically see people's shoulders relax. Mm. Just the simple fact of here's you don't have to, you know, you don't have to give me your blood to show that you went through domestic violence and we specifically say you're a survivor not a victim or or anything else because you have gone through so much to be where you are and our our goal is not to tell you how to get to the next step we will provide you with resources and we will be there to help advocate for you along the way but it's not a cookie cutter approach you determine what success looks like for you and your family um and it's 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 really structured in three ways. It's it's low barrier services, uh, meaning that it's accessible to any survivor of domestic violence and sexual abuse. So that's women, that's men, that's children, anybody. Um, it's 
it's voluntary services. Again, some you know we're not prescribing anything to you. You you determine what success looks like for you. We will provide you with resources available to you and your family, and you can choose what that looks like for you. And it's also trauma informed. You talked a lot about the trauma that you went through and the trauma that a lot of survivors go through. And you can only imagine if you've been dealing with this for years and oh years and God. years and what that feels like. Did somebody believe you? And it can be. You know, one out of every four women will experience domestic violence. I mean, it's it's unbelievable to me. And I, I'm so this is what I love about the Me Too movement. This is what I love about watching Dr. Ford last week. I feel that we are finally in a place where people are like, this happened to me. People believe them. People want to hear your story publicly in a big way. And I think it, people can't ignore it anymore. You know, and, and I, I love that we're at the point of like, we believe you. You know, that's so powerful because even like 15 or 20 years ago, like people, things that were done in my high school or whatever, and everyone was like, I don't think, I mean, would that really be, he wouldn't do that. You what know, do I mean, you do? Right. How, what do you do to upset him? Yes, yes. And I just love this moment that we're in where we're really holding people accountable for the abuse that they, because it's just, I, I could get really fired up. It's just so, it breaks my heart, you know, mm-hmm. that people go through sexual abuse at young ages and, and then live in fear of of these abusers. So um, tell me this. I want to I want to kind of ask you because there's still, I think, some although they're diminishing, but there's some stereotypes that sort of hang around there. If somebody does hit you once, are they going to hit you again? There's a very high likelihood. Um, And it goes back to that whole premise of every everyone's story is different. Mm. Um, And in some cultures, what some of the survivors, let me put it this way, some of the survivors that we see when you are, if it's steeped in your culture that this is sort of a way of life, you may not even identify that as domestic violence. Oh, yes. Um, so really working with the survivor to, to help break down those barriers, and that's part of Dash's low barrier uh, model, to help them realize, okay, this is what, like, as a human being, we at Dash uh, believe that housing is a human right that should be shared by everyone. Absolutely. And when, when we say statistics, statistics like one out of every four women will experience domestic violence and one out of seven men will experience domestic violence, um, we also realize that domestic violence is one of the leading causes of homelessness. So. Mm. When you deal with those statistics, knowing that it's not going to be just, okay, if someone hits me once, will they do it again? But realizing that that comes with a whole different set of issues and things that sometimes may have been happening generationally. So, you know, just because you saw your mother deal with that for years and years and years, and that's how you expect that you will be treated, you don't necessarily identify that as domestic violence to someone who has maybe never been exposed to something like that. And the first time that someone hits them or says some or has um, emotionally abuses them, a red flag immediately goes up. Right. So you know sometimes it really that's where that individual approach for survivors really really comes into play. So that you can work with that survivor where they are and help them navigate that process of saying, okay, here's where you are. Where do you want to be next? And if housing is the most pressing thing, if you're fleeing, then Dash will be able to provide you with the resources to remain stably housed either in one of our, you know, transitional to permanent housing or emergency to transitional housing um, options. And then also for for some survivors who come to us, they already may be housed in in the community. You were so, so blessed to have your family be that support system um, to not be to not need or to not lose your housing option. Um, But for some people who come to us and they're already housed and maybe, you know, the the lease or the, the, the lease is in your your abuser's name. And if you 
maybe he's left or she's left. Right. And now you're stuck with three months of back owed rent. What do you do then? Right. Yeah. You have a job, right? You're housed. But if you're not able to pay back owed rent, does anybody know what the average rent in D.C. is? Oh, my God. I'm going to say it's uh, $2,100. Close. It's pretty close for, you know, Which anywhere from a one to two bedroom, right? And if you have that much on your, on your rental history, one of the services that DASH provides is through our Survivor Resiliency Fund, where we will be able to provide emergency assistance to the survivor, usually available within 20, 20, 24 to 48 hours to help take care of things like back owed rent or, you know, it's wow. flexible funding. My car broke down and I can't get to, to my job. Whatever the case may be, whatever is preventing that survivor from remaining safely housed, we'll be able to help them with those services. You are always taking donations. For anybody listening today, anybody watching, they can go to dashdc.org and make a donation right now. Absolutely. Okay. Dashdc.org is always available. We always encourage people to become monthly donors. Please um, go. Yes. It's, you know, when we say that we are the largest safe housing provider for survivors of domestic violence, they're... How ironic! I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of our youth travel sports ruining families. Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Ah! Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's 20. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. (laughs) 
You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. At any given moment, we account for about 50% of the housing inventory for survivors here in D.C. And we, because we are low barrier, we do serve primarily D.C. residents, but we also see survivors from Maryland and Virginia as well. And, um, you know, again, this I, I might not be as familiar, but it seems like we see a lot of these men in the news being held accountable. But that accountability doesn't really mean jail time. It doesn't really mean it. It, it just means maybe they're more outed. Mm-hmm. What happens on the day to day? Are a lot of these like Cindy, the guy that abused Cindy? I mean, he never went to jail, right? Never, yeah. never saw jail time. And he's just out living his life still. Yes. <laughs> so, what, I mean, is that the typical I mean, we do see that a lot. And one of the key things that we we work with survivors is safety planning. Um, How do you safety plan around your life? Um, Because if you are in a situation where your abuser is still out and about, which many, many survivors are in that situation, how do you plan for that, right? If you are, you know, living with your family and do you need a safe word for when things are about to happen? We, you know, some of the survivors that we work with, they may have a, um, you know, they may have talked to their neighbor across the street. If you don't see me home by a certain time at night, here's who to reach out to. Or if I have a son and he's three years old, if mommy says cookie to you, that means we need to go. Um, Or if you're an elderly survivor and you've never really had to, um, you know, you've never had to live on your own. One of the biggest, biggest things that survivors have to deal with is this the, the power and control dynamics between them and their abuser. How do you break that, right? Mm. So if you've never had to make decisions for yourself in life, how do you start to create that pattern for yourself? How do you believe yourself? And how do you put things in place to keep yourself safe? Um, and that's where all of our, all the survivors that we work with work one-on-one with an advocate. Um, we purposely don't call them case managers because we're not there to manage your case. We're really there to be your advocate and to help, you know, your biggest mm-hmm. cheerleader. So they'll work one-on-one with an advocate to do safety planning, to work around these things so that no matter the situation, if your abuser is still out and about, if you have a protective order on him or her, um, we currently have a couple of male survivors who are living in our, in our, our housing program. 
times. So again, no matter who you are, what your background is, whether you are a lawyer who, um, you know, whose husband was abusing her and now you're having to live in wow. our in our in our facility and you, that completely changes your lifestyle you're no different from uh, a survivor that is coming in and has experienced homelessness for three generations wow Amazing. Um, you both are so inspiring. And I really appreciate, you know, Dash, we're going to be working together all month long. You're going to mm-hmm. be seeing our social media posts. We're also doing the denim for DV campaign against DV. Uh, and local businesses can pick a day in October to encourage employees to wear denim and donate $5 to Dash. You can also go to dashdc.org right now and make a donation. Um, but the social campaign is you're going to tell us what day your office is wearing denim against DV. Tag Dash on Facebook or Instagram, which is at Dash underscore DC. Use the hashtag, hashtag Denim Against DV. And then the Hayfresh podcast, we're going to pick one of those businesses, show up, surprise your office with cupcakes for making a donation to Dash. Um, ladies, thank you so much. Cindy, you are so brave. I thank mean, you. <laughs> you telling your story today is just going to help so many other people. I, I get emails and tweets and messages all the time from people, even from five years ago. Hey, when you guys did this, you know, my sister ended up being impacted by it. So, um, and, and same thing for you. We're just, Kube, we're, we're so grateful. Thank you so much for being here and partnering with us. And we're going to have a great campaign and really get the awareness out. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. And um, please, we look forward to the next month ahead. Yes, we really, really do. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Um, again, you guys, the website is dashdc.org. Uh, so we're going to have more to come from you. And um, Cindy, we can't wait to follow Leslie's success. Yes. I think she's going to win it. I really we do. hope so. No, we're yes. really rooting for her. I mean, <laughs> everybody should give her a vote. You know, we, how do we vote? Yes. It's, so the instructions are going to come on Sunday. So okay. I'll keep you updated on that. Okay, good. So that maybe you can good. update everybody. But um, yeah, just keep an eye out on her page, on her Instagram, on her Facebook. I'm going to be updating. We're going to be having watch parties for anybody that wants to come and I join. Will be. So. Yeah. Love it. Okay, and, ladies. And Sarah, before I leave, yes. I just want to remind everybody again, this is October's Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, we always encourage people to wear purple. Um, we're going to be oh. working with Sarah the entire month, so please wear purple. If you have any questions, please visit us on our, on our webpage, dashdc.org. And um, we really want to encourage people. It's Domestic Violence Awareness Month, but we're encouraging people to move beyond awareness and into action to be part of the solution. So please, if you need any um, more information, we're happy to provide that. And for anybody who needs resources um, for domestic violence yes. in D.C., if you know of someone, Dash hosts a weekly um, resource clinic at Westminster Church every Wednesday from starting at 1.30, I mean, starting at 12.30 p.m. So please don't hesitate um, to pass that information along, and we will we will be there to make sure you get the resources you need. You got it. Thank right. you so much. Thank Thanks, you. ladies. Thank you. <laughs> um, we still have to talk tons of pop culture stories. I want AJ's opinion on this. You guys know we're obsessed with Lindsay Lohan. She seemed to have a moment over the weekend, so we're going to transition. We're going to talk about that. Also, um, th- there's a really great story, The Five Fundamental Truths, that will change your life. I want to discuss that. And there's also a conspiracy theory floating around about Mariah Carey and Mike Myers. And I'm dying to hear everyone's thoughts on that, if in fact it really is true. Um, But I did want to talk... Age, I want your opinion on this because she's been in here. I'm really sad. Um, Ashley Darby, who you guys know from Real Housewives of Potomac, Michael Darby, her husband, has been charged with sexual assault. It's like it's just like a crazy day where like all we're talking about is like all these like abusers. Well, I mean, it's right on topic. But can I say this? Is it a cameraman? 
Like it's a male that he sexually yes. assaulted? Yes. And I got in a lot of trouble. I was on Fox 5 this weekend and I was talking about, um, you know, I had texted Ashley and I, I won't, I don't want to reveal what Ashley said to me about this incident because Ashley and I are friends. I, I love Ashley and I've had personally very great experiences with both Ashley and Michael. They've been on this podcast. So I, I, I don't want to reveal that, what she said about it until she says that's okay to say that. But anyway, Michael Darby has been charged and with groping a cameraman, and now the shooting has been suspended. So Darby is charged with second-degree assault and fourth-degree sexual uh, con, um, sexual misconduct. So, And you said she hasn't like said anything to you about it? Well, she has. We've texted back and forth, but I haven't asked her if I can, if I can state what uh, is behind this? So I don't want to. I don't want to read that text. But anyway, the Real Housewives of Potomac. If you're a fan, uh, that was really upsetting to hear. But I think more to, is going to be coming out about that. So okay, you guys, we love Lindsay Lohan. AJ, can you play the video? By the way, I'm obsessed with this video. I'm obsessed with her fake accent. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. I know. So over the weekend, if you didn't see this, I wake up on Twitter Saturday morning. Lindsay Lohan is trending, and they said that she was basically trying to kidnap kids that she thought were being trafficked. Okay. Only come to find out they really weren't being trafficked, they were just with their parents. However, the video, she's trying to speak Arabic and then in an accent. And she's like, come with me. Come with me, kids. Like, it will be okay. I'm, I'm here to have everyone is like, what the hell? And then everyone was basically saying on Twitter, is she even speaking Arabic? Like, tell us what she's saying. It was so freaking bizarre. I can't even get over. Like, I'm ob- I was addicted to watching it. Yes, no, it's Can so we good. Bring I'm it trying, up? Yeah, I'm trying to pull or it up right now. Do we have any now. video? It's just taking, it's always. I know, I know. I have a slow internet today, too. So it's not like, it's not, you can... <laughs> You bring it up while you're doing that. I'm gonna. I'm, I want to read you the five uh, fundamental truths that'll change your life. This article was pretty fascinating to me. Um, popped up over the weekend, and the basic need of our lo- of, of ours in life is met by work. We cannot deny the fact that we, of course, have to work to live, but we can become aware of ourselves when and how we start the work, and what we can do to be changed to make the day more pleasurable and fruitful. The best things in life do not come easily, according to this article. They come with your awareness to self life and business have one thing in common that's questions they both run on questions and how you find answers to them regularly questioning whether you are headed in the right direction will certainly take you to the goal set and I love this because I don't know about you guys but like I'm always I go along in my career and with this podcast and everything and I'm like things are going amazing and then the next day I'm like Oh, my God, what am I doing? I'm spinning my wheels. I'm wasting so much time on all this crap that I shouldn't be doing. So here's what they say. These are the five fundamental truths that will change your life when you do some inner searching. Success follows failure. When you start trying and testing yourself, the failure is the first outcome to be faced. Failure comes with learnings or experiences that can change you for life. They also say be around people who are, quote, inspiring. I totally agree with this. I can't be around Debbie Downers anymore. And it's... uh. It sucks because that also forces you to like like value your friendships. Um, it's good to be surrounded with people who are as charged up and want to make a difference for themselves as you are. It's good to have people who are not afraid to try unconventional ways and are always optimistic. Those people will help you be more optimistic. Life is for living. One life to live is a fact. How and where you live is your choice. It is the life that you have created. It's a choice that is made. They say thinking twice right now, rethink and change the course that nobody can stop you. Um, Also, they say letting go. Humans have a tendency 
tendency to hold on to the negative emotions strongly than the positive emotions. I feel like that's the takeaway from today's show. We tend to hold on to grief, hurt, humiliation, hate, and anger. When you can overcome those, you can completely move ahead. And then they also say um, uncertainty is the only certain thing. Oh, my God. I wish I could really adopt that. Despite planning and working for a long period of time on something, you might be faced with situations which you were not prepared for. The only choices are to curb uh, uh, about what is happening or or to um, give up because of what is happening or to accept that everything is uncertain constantly. Oh, that's like so know. scary. These articles know, make though. me have more anxiety. <laughs> They're supposed to like calm everybody, but instead we're just getting oh. even more scared. Um, I'm able to pull up the Lindsay Lohan. Not Play this, it. Is, this is off topic. Come with me. But- come with me. Come with me. I'll, I'll save you. I'll save you. Okay. Are we, uh, do we hear this? I love this video so much. Look what's happening. They're trafficking children. Wait. Aren't you American? I won't leave until I take you. That what? is Lindsay Lohan speaking. I won't leave until I take you. Now I know who you are. Don't fuck with me. What? Hey, kids. Yeah. This is the Arab. This is not Arab. What? Okay, can we get to the part where the woman punches her in the face? That's my favorite part. It, probably the live stream went down, right? Did your internet go down, AJ? Oh, probably, most okay. likely. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> no, but anyway, we- that gives you the sense of, like, I don't know where that accent is coming from, but people were flipping out. And I I thought over the weekend, I saw this, I was like, is this a bad You're time? You're ruining Arab culture by doing this. What? Is that what? real language? Shalom <laughs> alak. I don't know, You're people... T- taking these children, they want to go. Oh, this is after the woman punched her in the face. Okay, we're giving you a, 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 the end, but let me go to where she punches this her. This is really sad. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan is down. I repeat, Lindsay the Lohan is down. The kids head off with their parents who've got, like, suitcases. I mean, it, I love what she was trying to do, though. She was trying to protect these children, but it ends up being their parents. She thought that she was stopping human trafficking from happening. Wait, my question is, why is she Facebook living this? <laughs> like, you're not going to get anything done I feel by like it's not funny. Like, I feel like it is Lindsay funny. Lohan's probably, like, gone off a rocker again. But then I thought, is this a bad time for us to promote our T-shirts? Like, is this a bad lead-in to the fact that we're selling uh, this is how you throw a party in Mykonos bitch shirts? Guess we didn't think that one through. <laughs> Luis is like, yeah, it's a bad time. I really, I did. I wanted to post that over the weekend, but I was like, oh, maybe people are going to be upset that we're like capitalizing on who knows what went wrong. Tomorrow we won't even be talking about this, but it's crazy. Uh, Did anyone see the story over the weekend of Mariah Carey that uh, there's a conspiracy theory that Mariah Carey is actually the serial killer Mike Myers? Did anyone? (laughs) And by the way, I hope you've seen this. She looks exactly like fucking Mike Myers. Has everyone seen this? I'm not going to lie, but she really does. Oh, my God. Pull this up. It's a conspiracy theory. But now people are saying that Mariah Carey actually plays Mike Myers in the movies. I believe this. She looks uncanny like Mike Myers. Um, So accurate. I'm still, once again, trying to pull up the picture. We're having really slow internet. If you haven't seen this, by the way, you can just Google it. But people, like the lips look exactly the same. The cheeks look exactly the same. It's crazy. Say I look like Mariah one more time. The new Halloween movie starring Jamie Lee Curtis and Nick Castle comes out on October 19th. Meanwhile, Mariah Carey just released her new single, GTFO, off her forthcoming or her uh, yeah forthcoming album, which is expected to be released later this year. I think she has more than four albums. 
I, oh, I think they mean forthcoming, like uh, upcoming. <laughs> Not forth. I think she's been around for like 50 years. <laughs> I was like, forthcoming? Okay, forthcoming, like coming up. Okay, she had sorry. plastic surgery? Is yes, that what? Okay. of course. Okay, that's why she looks like that. Oh my God, 1,000%. Anybody catch Kanye West over the weekend on SNL? People were very upset. He continues to give speeches where he supports um, President Trump. He also talks about President Trump liberating people and bringing business back to the U.S. Kanye West now reveals, too, he no longer wants to be Kanye West. It's Yee. Who is still following Kanye? Are people still, or, sorry, Yee. Who is still, who's, who's like, is anyone on the Yee bandwagon? I don't, well, I don't think Yee, and Yee was on SNL. He was on SNL. With Little Pump. LOL. They're they're dressed as a, Fu- a Fiji water bottle and a Poland Spring sparkling water bottle. To me, those costumes were not pure genius. That is when the music is so shitty that you have to distract from how bad a fucking lyricist you are now. So now you dress as like some no-name water bottles. Like it's so embarrassing. Poor little pump. Like little pump looked like he was out there and he he just smoked so much marijuana with coke right before he came out there to do that. It was like so embarrassed. That's what I would do when if I were on SNL because I would not have a talent to sing. Like I'd be like, okay, well, nah, I'm well, just gonna I'm going to dress up as a spike seltzer bottle uh, where everybody takes a sip. Like it was just so bad. <laughs> but what characters did they portray? Did they have them in skits and stuff? No, Kanye just did that song that he does with Little Pump, the right. one. No, he wasn't in any skits that I watched. I watched like the first half of SNL. I was obsessed with uh, Matt Damon as Brett Kavanaugh, and people were really upset about that. Well, my They're my like, hope is that they bring back Justin Timberlake because he was like the best, oh, right? He like dick knows in a how box. To act. My dick in a box. Like that's what we really need to be seeing here. I just don't think Ye is all that relevant anymore. I guess to well, me, I he, think Ye is trying to chase like graduation album, and I just think that. He's not a good singer anymore. He's not a good rapper. He's not really relevant. So now he's got to dress up, sadly, as, as in a, a bottle. Perrier bottle. Yeah, <laughs> a boy vey. I mean, I don't even know what to tell what what to talk about these people. I just can't. He's well. He ma- he oh, made himself relevant by you know getting the shoe line, staying with Kim Kardashian, mm. having how many babies do they have now? Three. Um, the Kardashians fuck like yeah, bunnies. They yeah, they have three kids. Jeez, Louise. I actually feel bad for you because I I think that he's when misunderstood. You- well, I mean, you had some of the biggest songs, Gold Digger, amazing song. I was just talking to Dan about this this morning. My thing is, though, if you know Jamie Foxx's story, like Jamie Foxx is the one that went to Ye back when he was Kanye West and said, I've got to be on this song. Like, here, let me let me just like collaborate with you. Yep. Let me do it. And they did. And I feel like nobody wants to collaborate with Ye anymore. So crazy. He's a little yeah, off except the for Little Pump. And does anyone care about Little Pump? No. <laughs> what, what, Poor Little they... Pump. I mean, Little Pump's like fuck. I guess. I mean, I'm on SNL. I guess my this will be it for my career. So I'll dress up as a Fiji water bottle that someone spray painted. That someone spray painted in the Poor back. Little Pump. The stage hand. I, what is he? What, what is what is Little Pump stand for? Little Pump. I don't know. Everybody is Little Pump, and then or everyone's Little Xan, Little Uzi, Little Pump, and they have to have tattoos on their face. <laughs> They do. I'm so glad I'm not a hip hop artist today. Oh my god, can you imagine what would I have on my face? I don't know. Um, I have all these tattoos, and knowing a me, microphone you know, they'd, on your cheek. they'd spell it backwards or something. So you know, it'd be like probably a penis like going into your mouth. Oh, completely. Yes, I would actually do that. That was a really good one. I'd do the dick on my cheek. No, you would not. Yes, I 100 percent would if I were Little Sarah. Yes, Lil Sarah. Yeah, Little Frage. Okay, this is revealing how white we are. This is <sighs> speak for yourself. <laughs> 
Um, you guys can weigh in. Do you follow Ye? Uh, Penny says, have you seen the new video of Ye? He looks like he's wearing a mini, a Minecraft costume. Oh, maybe that's it. That's the Halloween costume. Travis says, LMFAO. This is hilarious. Thank you. <laughs> Clay says, some couple really needs to get out on Halloween as Brett Kavanaugh and a giant bottle of beer. Brilliant. I like that as a Halloween costume. We're all about the offensive Halloween costumes. He loves his brewskis, guys. Uh, he does love his brewskis. Um, and lastly, before we, we do pineapple mail every Monday on the show, Urban Outfitters is now selling. Did you see this, AJ? They're selling a influencer Halloween costume that's just leggings and a bra. Some people are calling it the dumbest Halloween costume ever invented. For $59, you can basically look like Kim Kardashian. You have big big sunglasses, black hat, long blonde hair. You're in a, bla, a bra and leggings with some horrible, ugly sneakers, and you're just an influencer. Yes, I saw this. It's actually ridiculous. You can obviously make this by yourself with your own wardrobe. Why do you pay $60 to look like Kim Kardashian? I don't know, but you know, I might have to use this one mostly because I wait till the last minute to like do anything. Oh, to find your costume for yeah. Halloween. But Absolutely. please do not dress up as this. Um, every Monday, we do all of your pineapple mail stories. Your pineapple mails are all of your advice questions answered, everything you need to know in your life. You can always email Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at HeyFrage.com. Uh, I have two actually really good ones. Sarah, I'm a loyal listener and follower since your time on the radio. Just wanted to say I read How Not to Freak Out When You're 25 and All of Your Friends Are Engaged, again, on your blog, HeyFrage.com. I was close to 25 when you published it, and now I'm close to 30 in the same boat, but it was exactly what I needed to read again. Thanks for sharing yourself and your insights. Love you always, Robin. So I wrote, I I have to go back and look at this, because this article I wrote was like a couple of years ago, probably when I was like 30 and still not engaged. Now I'm north of 35, and I'm wondering why the fuck am I not engaged? (laughs) (laughs) And six years later, we are here. I got to update the blog and write, when you're closer to 40 and you're still not engaged. (laughs) Just keep updating it every five years. It will be dot, dot, dot. Now I'm too tired to flip out. Like, I am, too. I go to bed. I, like, I want internally, I'm like, God, am I ever going to find, like, am I ever going to get married? Am I ever going to find, like, true love? Is Dan going to, like, really want to, like, stay with me? And then, you know, I just get, I think, oh, well, it's 730. It's like Paul Warden. I should be on my second divorce by now. Paul Damn. should be on his second divorce by <laughs> yes. now. He 100% should. Uh, you can go and read that article. Essentially, it's just, you shouldn't flip out. You cannot compare yourself to other people in any aspect of your life. And this goes for you, AJ. Thank she you. She comes in today. She's like, Busy Phillips has a show? What am I doing? I go, you can't com- You can't compare. It's because I love Busy Phillips and she's like one of my idols. Um, Let's see. I wanted to find this one. Maybe it might be too late. Uh but my advice always is, and you know what, Dan gave me the best advice, which is this. He always says to me when I get upset and I'm like, oh, someone's so doing this or they're doing that or they're they're having success becoming a um, reporter or whatever. He always says to me, Sarah, is that what you want to do? Do you want to go out and do you want to be a fashion blogger? Do you want to be a reporter? Do you want to? And I'm like, no, I don't want to do any of those jobs. He's like, that's why you have to stay the course because you can't, you are on your own journey and path. It's all in God's time. It's already happening. And AJ, I feel like, you know what, everything that unfolds in your life, like when I went on HBO, I had a girlfriend of mine when I, because I'm going to be on the um, upcoming season of Crashing. And she's like, that was just God showing you your future. And I'm like, oh, that's exactly what it was. Wait, that's really cool. Oh like, my God. Like as in like. She just said that, that when things like that happen. Just randomly. Because right. I think to myself, when I left that, I was so energized. I was like, this is what I want every day. I want to work on a wow. set where it's like so high end, where like they just have catering coming around. Like. Oh, well, don't we feeding all? Feeding you. Like, I'm like, and she's like, that was God 
showing you like the like your future like you're on to that like you've created that and like more things are coming more thing and just wait the course out all i want is shrimp with cocktail sauce served around like if we had somebody walking around with shrimp cocktail i would die that's like my dream but i think that's so good and it goes with relationships too you can't you can't you cannot copy what your friends have and god bless them like good for them that they found love but there's but relationships are hard they're really, really difficult. So you shouldn't flip out if you're 30 or 35. And now I feel like it's so great. Like people are finding their independence and it's so nice to be like, support yourself on your own two feet. You want someone that just adds to your life and you want someone that's already mostly healed when they come to you. You know, when you've got to take you on other wanna, people's problems. Oh, you do not want really baggage. Hard. You do not want baggage. Um, all right. I'll save this one for next week. This is, this is from <laughs> Lynette. It's a long one. It's a long one. She, oh, she's right. looking to follow her dreams and passion and she wants to know how to apply it. But it, but it's a long one. I want to I want to kind of sum it up for you. All right. Give it maybe you can give us a sneak peek. Well, she essentially is um, she believes that her calling has something to do with traveling and exploring. Um, but essentially, she says the process of finding that job is hard and she is now currently applying for new jobs. But when she finds herself going to write the cover letters for these jobs, she can't even do it. That's because cover letters suck. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell likes to write a cover letter? As soon as I get a cover letter, I'm like, all right, well, oh, fuck this job. Oh, God. I didn't <laughs> know the mail actually came out of a pineapple. Jennifer, yes. So people are watching on Facebook Live. The that's reason why we, we call, call it, it pineapple, pineapple mail. Yeah. We turned an ice bucket that's shaped like a pineapple into pineapple oh, mail. It's like one of those relaxing, like, chime things. <laughs> now we just need sage. We're not allowed to burn that near anymore. <laughs> We did it once. <laughs> you guys, you are amazing. Thank you so much for following the show. Leave a review on iTunes. Go to Hey Fresh Podcast. Tell somebody who has never heard about this show because we're going to be more famous than we even know what to do with. Why? Because I was on HBO for a hot fucking two seconds and God has shown me the light. <laughs> Come to the Church of Hey Frage, where everyone gets a fame, okay? This is where it's headed for the future. I love you so much. Be sure to share this show. We're going to be getting a Facebook, uh, YouTube collaboration show very soon. Why? Because I was on HBO for three seconds with Pete Holmes. And the Lord has shown me. Love you guys so much. Bye, everybody.